first of all, thank you for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here with you and to talk about one of my favorite things in the world, storytelling and content. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. My name is Petya and I come from Bulgaria, where I lived most of the time, but also did um, uh, some periods of time uh, living and working abroad. Um, and um, I come from quite a varied uh, professional and educational background uh, because um, I at university, I did linguistics and um, translation and writing, uh, and then I moved on to filmmaking. And I also worked in various industries along the way, uh, which allowed me to uh, get a, a broader perspective on things, I should say. Um, and um, throughout all this time, I've always been interested in personal development and growing myself more. And um, um, I've always believed that um, it's very important to find the things that you love to do and do them. And um, uh, for me, um, one of them is storytelling and um um writing and um even though i'm not a professional writer um the these have been part of my life always and um i feel i feel this is like the thread that strings together my life um no matter what i've studied or where i've lived or um what type of work i do um, it really, it really taught me a lot uh, since early childhood. I got interested in that. Um, so, um, um, yeah, so this is like a very uh, broad general introduction. Um, Thank you. It's good to, to hear that. Tell me a little bit about Bulgaria. And uh, there are some people who do not know much about Bulgaria in your country. Mm. Uh, so use this few seconds to talk a little bit about Bulgaria. Yeah, we are interested in knowing uh, your country. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Bulgaria is a comparatively small country in territory and population situated in the southeast of Europe on the Balkan Peninsula. It's right next to Greek, Greece, Turkey, and Romania, and also several other countries. Um, and um, um, uh, we also have a border um, to the sea and um, uh, the landscapes in the country are quite, um, quite uh, beautiful. We've got mountains and uh, plains and seaside. Um, so the natural landscape is quite beautiful. Um, uh, but also um, socially, I would say that it's a country with quite a long history and um, a varied history, um, and it's um, yeah, it's been it was founded many many centuries ago, like uh, 13 centuries centuries ago, and it's one of the few countries that has kept its um, original name, and it hasn't changed its name uh, throughout its history. 
Um, of course, um, its territory changed uh, along the um, um, and um, I should say um, its heritage is very much European, um, uh, but um, it's most closely related to, to Slavic cultures and languages. Um, and um, um, let me see. Um, and culturally as well, um, over the centuries, um, the country has um, um, given birth to, to many um, creative personalities and um, historical personalities that have contributed not only to the country, but um, I should say to European history as well. And um, um, generally speaking, um, uh, Bulgarian people are considered tolerant and uh, open-minded and quite um, uh, welcoming um, and um, and hardworking as well. And um, even though it's comparatively small population, I would say that there are quite uh, quite um, a number of people who, who who immigrated abroad to other European countries, to the US as well. Um, so there's quite a Bulgarian representation throughout the world as well. That's um, good, that's good, that's interesting. Uh, the world, the whole of the world is ours, so we can go to anywhere that we feel that we are supposed to live. I think that is about the basis of um, of immigration. All of us, mm -hmm. we are we are coming from somewhere. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, you were saying just now that it's a country that was founded in the 13th century, right? Uh, it was like 13 centuries ago, so it was founded mm -hmm. uh, in the 7th century. In the 7th seventh century. century. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. That, that's cool. That's cool. That's interesting. Uh, that is also what is what is beauty about uh, storytelling about history. Uh, in that, if we begin to trace it now, we see where be uh, where the people are coming from before they even get there. Then, of course, we begin to trace the line. Then we see now that all of us we are actually together. We are coming from the same place. But some go this way, some go the other way. Uh, what it basically mean is that. Humanity, all of us, we are the same. We are uh, responding to the same call, and that is actually the beauty of us at the end of the day. Mm. All right, that is also mm. the beauty of storytelling. Yeah, please go. You wanted to say something there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, while while we were uh, while we were speaking, I was reminded. Um, um, I was thinking about that exactly what you were saying. That even though we come from different historical and cultural backgrounds and maybe different races as well, there's a lot of common, like uh, basic, um, basic uh, core humanity. And um, because I've um, studied a little bit of uh, mythology and fairy tales, um, uh, you can see that uh, there are so many. Uh, fairy tales and mythologies like each country each culture has its own uh, but they have a lot in common uh, so so much in common talking about um, human nature and uh, the challenges uh, inherent in the human condition as they call it um, and this this you can see in any um, in like any culture of the world uh, contemporary or ancient for example, shamanic cultures throughout the world um, share a lot in common. Um, so yeah, I was reminded of that while we were speaking. 
Thank you for the sharing. That is good. That is great. That is great. All right. Now let's look into storytelling more. Um, let, let's give it more time. Mm. How did you get started in storytelling? Right. Uh, from a very, very, very early age. Uh, so I suppose I was quite curious as a child and I was eager to learn. So um, uh, even before I started school, I learned to read. Um, and um, it was such a, I remember it was such a revelation uh, that I could make sense of the, of the words that I see um, on the page uh, back then. And um, it, it really opened new worlds to me. And um, so I, um, my, when my reading skills improved, I started reading a lot of um, fairy tales initially and uh, children's books um, because I was quite young. And um, uh, fairy tales were really, really fascinating to me. And um, 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 one of my grandmothers um, on my father's side, uh, she used to read fairy tales to me and, uh, when I was young. And um, uh, some of them she read a lot of times uh, because I asked her to. And um, uh, this somehow fed my imagination and... Um, um, I guess, um, helped me, um, teach myself things about life and, um, um, about human nature. Um, because, um, some years ago I've realized that, uh, I'm really, really interested in how human nature works. And, um, I suspect that while I was listening to fairy tales, um, this was, uh, I was learning about human nature as well, even though as a child, I didn't realize that that was that. Uh, but um, um, it really had a profound impact on, on me personally, um, feeding my imagination, uh, helping me make sense of um, how humans work and, um, um, and I guess um, instilling some, some values in me. Um, you know, like um, non-material values um, that I kind of, um, maybe even spiritual values that I kind of um, um, borrowed from the fairy tales. Um, and then, um, and then um, when I learned to write as well, I started writing things for myself. And I also, at school, when I started school, I enjoyed um, writing compositions and um, um, be it creative or later on more academic uh, compositions. Um, and um, it somehow, uh, this process of um, reading, digesting, um, and then um, writing, um, helped kind of helped me again make sense of um of how i work um as a person as well and um and also i guess provided me some freedom in terms of my expression because um a, a lot of times when i was young i felt uh, misunderstood or not in the right place at the right time and um um i kind of find um, meaning uh, through all, I find I could make sense, rather I could make sense of my experiences through, through my reading and, and writing, um, 
like helping me process that, uh, you can say. Um, so it was really um, quite, um, quite maybe interactive process, um, I could say, uh, because with my favorite fairy tales when I was a child or later my favorite um, books or even my favorite pieces of writing that I wrote, um, it was like, um, like a relationship, um, if, you, if, if I may say so, like, um, like a relationship with, that, uh, with these characters or with, um, um, with this fairy tale. Um, yeah, it was very a life process, I could say. Um, and, um, and yeah, this was, I can say this was like a, a big support for me growing up during during my uh younger years um yeah it was like uh, yeah i can say a big support for me thank you for that it looks to me like uh what i've heard some uh storyteller say of whom i don't know if it is the same for you that uh storytelling and uh, maybe also reading can be therapeutic at a point no that it can help you uh from a therapeutic value in in this sense, is, there, is this something that you can confirm? Was it like that for you too? Yeah, yeah, I can I can say that I can say that, um, and um, I I know in the past um, in the old storytelling traditions, storytelling was used um, as a form of healing as well. Um, so um, it was kind of like that for me and. Um, um, yeah, so so I think I can confirm that. Um, in my later years, I um, there were times when I wondered, um, okay, is this really kind of uh, truly supportive, or is it more like uh, you know es escapism, like uh, running away from reality, from the here and now and the everyday world of challenges and problems so as i asked myself that when i um became an, became an adult um so i wondered which one is it um is it more like a support or is it more like um, um an escapism even like an addiction um because I suppose you know it's almost like uh, nowadays we have so many distractions, almost anything can, can become addictive. I asked myself that as well, um, which one was it? And, um, um, and to be honest, sometimes maybe it, um, it had this, this quality of escapism and um, trying to um, you know, postpone dealing with some challenges. Uh, but um, but mostly I found it um, supportive because it was like um, I was looking for for actually I was looking for answers and for solutions to my um, um, problems or let's say uh, difficulties whether inner or outer through uh, through storytelling I can say um, so I always. Um, tried to maintain um, that, that aspect of, um, of seeing it as a, as, as a support and uh, as a potential source of, of solutions and um, yeah. All right. 
So which kind of story were you reading? Say maybe, for example, in your teenage years now, of course, you did say your, your mother, your grandmother was reading for you a fairy tale. So as you begin to read for yourself, what kind of books were you reading? Right. Um, so, yeah, at first I also read fairy tales, um, both like European and uh, Bulgarian uh, folk tales. And then when I started reading books, um, I guess... Um, I started with um, a kind of popular classics, um, if you will, um, some, some uh, uh, authors that are considered classical um, in my country, uh, but also internationally, um, maybe not internationally, but, but more like, um, yeah, not uh, more like English speaking classics, um, like, um, for example, Charles Dickens, or maybe some Shakespeare plays, um, or maybe uh, uh, in my teenage years, I have to say, I read a lot of Jane Austen's books uh, because they dealt with relationships. And uh, uh, at the time, I was curious about that. Um, um, so I read that. And, um, um, and also... Um, the kind of uh, Western adventure books, um, um, the kind of, um, I remember, um, uh, authors like Cao uh, Mai or Mind Read. Um, so quite, um, you can say, quite, quite eclectic uh, selection of, of readings. Um, and, um, and, and I just, I just enjoyed as well the... Um, um, these authors' creativity and um, expressive language, and um, and also later on at university, um, I studied literature as well, um, English and American literature, and um, I continued reading that as well. Um, All right, these authors, yeah. Mm -hmm. So before we get into your old storytelling, I'm trying to understand which of these stories you were reading was more impactful to you. Um, well, um, I I have to say um, I'm still, but uh, I'm still very impressionable. But when I was um, uh, you know young and growing up, I was extremely impressionable and. Um, uh, things really made impact on me. So almost everything that I read made an impact on me. And and it was like, um, for a short while, leaving, while I was reading it, I was kind of reliving it as well, experiencing it as a, as a reality. Um, so as I said, it was a very, a life, a life process for me. And um, um, so... Um, Everything, I think everything I read made an impact on me. And um, to this day, there are very, very few few books or readings uh, that I started and didn't finish. It was like maybe two or three. Everything else I started and finished. In fact, there was something I was uh, forgetting, huh? which is the oral narration. Because this is also one of the most powerful style of human narration, huh? For, mm. Because before we could write, we were already speaking. Mm. So tell me about oral narration in Bulgaria. I mean, 
it, you can talk about the entire country or you can talk about a certain section of it, maybe in your area where you grew up. Tell me mm. about rural narration there. Mm. Yeah, as you say, it's like um, something very basic and... Um, I've also learned that it's like uh, I've also learned that it's like really a basic human need to uh, retell um, our stories and experiences, and um, it definitely felt uh, that for me as well. And in terms of the of oral narrate narrative traditions, they definitely exist in my country. Um, and um, while I was growing up. Um, you know, there were these um, um, kind of gatherings of uh, uh, all the grandmothers and they and they telling stories um, to to the younger children as well. So that that happened when when I was young um, and um, um, and I enjoyed that because it was also like a chance um, to kind of have interaction with these people as well. And um, yeah, I, I felt it was a kind of um, a way of passing wisdom, maybe even if I didn't understand it all at the time. Um, um, I, think, I think nowadays it's uh, much less, um, there's much less of that with all the um, um, modern technologies. Um, I think this, happens less and less and um, um, that oral tradition um, and um, uh, but yeah I personally experienced that and um, I think it's it's still it's still very valuable um, um, as a form of passing wisdom on but also of relating to your immediate family or extended family or or community um, in a, um, in a different way, um, in a way that's maybe um, purely non-rational, you know, purely emotional or, um, yeah. All right, um, thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, that is also very interesting. Uh, you see, because we are talking of uh, oral narration, and a narration is very powerful, I wanted to tell me a bit of the story that you were told, not in written form now, but just in the oral narration. Of course, this uh, helped people, because I've never been to Bulgaria, but I'm interested in Bulgaria, and I'm able to see Bulgaria now through your eyes. So mm -hmm. what you tell me of Bulgaria is what I'm going to have as a basis to sort of understand what is Bulgaria. And of course, you're going to tell me the story that your grandmother, your grandfather was telling you, and that helped us to live transcend your generation and go far beyond that because they are telling you the story that others have also told them. So tell me, which were these stories that you, you were hearing from the point of view of oral narration? Mm, right. Um, right, I guess, I guess what, um, what uh, lies at the basis of um, the oral tradition here from from my observations is um, uh, a very very lively and very strong connection to your um, through your roots, um, meaning um, not just uh, you know family roots, but roots to uh, to the place you live to to the your birthplace to your um, 
immediate environment to the earth um, itself, uh, because um, um, there's quite, uh, I think, um, long-standing agricultural tradition and uh, people being really, uh, their livelihoods being really rooted in uh, working the land, right? Um, so um, storytelling um, is very much related to that, to um, the cycles of nature, to um, living in harmony with uh, the, these natural cycles, with the seasons, with, um, um, with the spirit of the earth, if, you, um, if I can phrase that. Um, and um, um, with, the, with the spirit of the trees, of um, yeah, living nature. Um, I think this is like the common denominator in, in the oral tradition, like um, connection and respect to, um, to the roots in the earth and uh, to, the earth, to the land itself. That, um, that is like, um, you know, this metaphor for the earth as the mother, uh, the all-providing mother. So I think that's, um, uh, that's the common denominator in, in the oral tradition here. Um, and um, this is what I also um, kind of um, absorbed uh, from, from my kind of immediate ancestors, grandmothers and grandfathers uh, who um, did work their land themselves and uh, were in, in some sort of connection to it. Um, and um, yeah, and I think that um, uh, the oral tradition somehow um, keeps that that relationship to to the land and um, um, to the seasons and uh, to uh, the human beings' uh, place in in these um, natural cycles. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, that is very important for me, and that is very rich. Uh, because like I was saying before, you see now that if we begin to trade this, uh, this fine line of uh, narration, oral narration, is exactly the same like it is told in, in Africa. And Africa is far away from Europe. Mm. Uh, the value, um, the, the concept, the idea, the philosophy, yes, they appear to be very basic, no? very basic uh, things. But they are very deep too. They are very deep, and they are the foundations of our society. Even this supercomputer age that we are living mm. in is based on those things that might appear very basic. This, uh, the spirit of the land, mm. the forest, the cities. Okay, maybe said in another way, are actually the foundation of that life. So it is very important in this way that we tell our story. It is very important. But another, I have another curiosity. This can be maybe within the, the realm of oral narration or written narration now. How is fear, what is the concept of fear within your storytelling? I'm just talking of Bulgaria now, or maybe within the culture that you are familiar with. I would say, yeah, that's, that's a very, very interesting question. Uh, um, I would say that um, it's very, very present. 
and um, um, in terms of um, uh, in terms of um, including including um, scary um, scary um, scare, you know scary times and um, scary moments in uh, in stories um, not like uh, you know. Uh, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Fear is not edited out, and um, stories made, you know, nice and pretty. Um, because as we um, as we s- um, talked about, um, um, storytelling is very much connected to, um, to the spirit of the land, to the roots, and um, and also to a certain uh, humbleness before uh, the forces of nature. And uh, also, I forgot to mention respect for the ancestors as well. This is um, quite an important aspect, respect to the ancestors and uh, honoring them. And um, um, this is a major, a major aspect of storytelling and um, um, making sure that, um, um, you know, you continue to maintain um, your, your family line as well in a healthy way. Um, so, um, um, the way fear is included is, um, um, also giving ways how to deal with it, um, um, how to deal with major, major events in people's lives that can be, can cause fear, not like, uh, for example, not just natural disasters, um, but also kind of family crisis, um, you know, uh, families breaking up or loss. Um, yeah, this is another uh, big aspect as well. Loss, like loss of family members, uh, loss of, um, you know, your entire um, property or loss of your land. Um, um, yeah, so I would say... Um, Fear is very much embedded, um, maybe also because now I'm thinking aloud, um, because um, um, this country's history has a lot of centuries of being under under other other nations' rule, um, so losing its independence, basically. And um, these times were times of you know, oppression and um, um, and terror as well at times. Um, so people had to had to learn how to survive, um, how to survive. You know, foreign occupation or wars, um, and um, um, and this this also was, um, I think, um, become became embedded in storytelling. Uh, the way to be resilient, um, to survive, um, no matter what. Um, so I think, yeah, resilience um, got embedded as well. Um, and not just in, in storytelling, but also in kinds of, um, um, you know, seasonal um, rituals or uh, kinds of gatherings and, and feasts, this sort of thing as well. Um, did that yeah. answer your question? Or yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you did. I'm just trying to understand 
uh, um, whatever you say for me is relevant no? because I'm not there. Even if I were there, uh, the way that you process the information, the way that you understand it, is not the way I'm going to understand it. So I, I appreciate your point of view. All right. Now, in your storytelling, uh, how do you describe your kind of story? What kind of story do you tell? Because you are a storyteller, correct? Mm. So yeah, tell me, I, help me with I, that. Yeah, I think of myself that way. And um, um, it took quite a while to realize that for myself um, because um, maybe I was doing it, but I wasn't really um, conscious of it. Um, so um, one big moment of re revelation and um, self-awareness about that was when I started studying filmmaking and um, um, working on screenplays and on developing characters and storylines. And then um, and then I had this uh, kind of light bulb moment, um, like a switched was uh, switched on in me that I realized that um, this is it. This is the way I perceive life and reality, like like a story with characters or like um, like a movie. Um, you know, with with all the scenes and characters and backgrounds and um, um, dynamics between them. Um, this was how I was perceiving life and um, and how I was um, telling myself about life, if that makes sense. Um, so I I realized that. Um, this was my perception of reality and this was the way I was processing reality, like making sense of reality to myself, from myself to myself. And um, later on, I, I got also feedback from people that um, uh, this is the way I speak as well, um, in a storytelling kind of way, um, like I'm, re re I'm really relating a story no matter if I'm explaining an idea or just um, retelling where I've been and what I've done the day before. Um, yeah, later on, I gathered such, such feedback as well and uh, uh, feedback that people like uh, to talk to me and listen to the way I phrase things and, and the way I um, um, relate things. Um, so um, this is part, uh, part of the process um, that I went through with my storytelling. Um, and, um, and yeah, over time, I noticed um, this kind of threat, this kind of um, um, thing that uh, put things together in a story. Because... Um, at university, I studied language as well, so I learned um, theoretically as well how language works, um, and it really made a lot of sense to me. Um, and um, it's like it's like I understood that the way um, language works, the way stories work, is um, very much built on the way reality works. Um, especially, especially, um, you know, um, the reality of human nature, like inner reality, uh, because, you know, very often we say 
okay, this happens only in movies, it doesn't happen in real life. And, um, um, or this, uh, you know, this happy, they lived happily ever after, it's like, this is only the ending in fairy tales, not, not in real life. You know, we, we often say that. Um, and I struggled with that myself for a long time and wondering, why is that so? Why is that so? Um, and then um, um, I found out that um, um, that um, because you know when you say that this happens only stories, um, the implication is that it's not real, it's not really serious, it's not grounded in reality. Uh, but um, I found out that uh, in most cases it is grounded in reality, but not in the everyday reality that we think is reality. It's more right, like grounded in, in the inner reality that um, each person experiences in the inside, in, um, you know, through our own thinking or feeling or processing. Um, it's like more true of the inner reality. Um, and, um, and also of, the, of what you've said earlier about, um, even though we live in such a, a high-tech age and uh, the age of information and all that, um, still human existence is very much rooted and based in, in very, very basic principles and um, um, processes um, which um, we weren't able to deny um, even through all, all technology. And um, yeah, I think, I think I digressed a bit, but... Um, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Perfectly fine. All right. So in what format do you like to tell your story? Is it maybe like um, a life storytelling? Do you prefer to write books? Do you prefer to make it in audio? What, what is your preferred format of storytelling? Why do you pick that style? Um, yeah, it happens um, uh, orally as well, spontaneously in everyday life. Um, as I said, uh, uh, because my perception is um, such a reality that the way I speak is more like telling a story. Um, so I do that uh, orally um, in life situation, as you say. Um, uh, also, um, I find writing quite fulfilling too, um, because... Um, I find it more introspective and it allows me to um, reflect more, um, uh, more, to reflect more deeply into, into things. So I find um, writing, writing, for, writing them um, really fulfilling as well. Um, I, yeah, I haven't written books as, as such. Um, you know, such, you know, long narratives, um, more like um, shorter pieces, like block block style pieces. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of um, reading and listening, I do enjoy longer pieces. And um, I've read a lot of um, novels, um, especially in my earlier years, um, because um long narration i really find that it allows you to go really really deep in into the characters and into the subject matter um yeah i'm interested also in your feeling how do you feel when you tell a story 
I mean, tell me your feeling inside. I find it quite um, a, um, um, yeah. Let me let me start from the beginning. Um, so I find it quite um, fulfilling as a whole. And um, um, initially, I may be a little bit nervous, um, especially if um, the circumstances are unfamiliar. Uh, but um, um, I find it fulfilling and uh, I find um, I get a sense of um, a sense of flow of things uh, flowing together naturally or harmoniously. And um, and when I when I get this feeling um, a flow of um, this thread uh, thread uh, that strings things together, um, I find that uh, very fulfilling. Um, personally, it's it's a very fulfilling feeling. To um, it's like um, a jigsaw puzzle, uh, if you will. When when I feel that things are just uh, coming together, um, I find this very fulfilling. And um, um, this is the feeling that um, that narration gives me. Uh, and also. At the end of it, also a sense of meaning of it's like life makes sense again. <laughs> um, this kind of feeling, um, um, like um, like um, a sense of uh, nourishing of deep inside, like um, yeah, like it's almost like your soul gets gets nourished. Um, yeah, it's quite fulfilling. That's good. That's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. It is. It is. And um, as we've spoken earlier, it does have a healing function as well. Um, All right. So if you were to maybe describe to somebody the role of storytelling, maybe in our, in our society today, you see, everybody is very busy today, no? Yeah. Sometimes busy for nothing, no? Yeah, we just think that we need to do a million things in the day. Yeah. So in a society like we have today, how would you describe uh, the role of storytelling? Right. Yeah. As you said, um, we live very busy lives, and um, we've got a, th a million things to do every day, and. Um, um, a lot of anxieties as well, and um, I still, but but um, even because of that, uh, I think that the role of storytelling uh, is even more important and more relevant um, because um, I think it plays a balancing role. Um, yeah, it's um, maybe. A bit harder to explain. I feel that um, um, you know, in ancient times, people had shamans to um, help the community with um, um, with their difficulties, whether internal or external, or with uh, illnesses and so on. So, um, if I may make this uh, analogy. It's, I feel that the role of um, uh, storytelling is similar to that, um, to 
providing some sort of um, um, comfort, I mean true comfort and um, um, healing of, um, of um, yeah, of your like inner life uh, because we get so caught up in external things that um, we can't slow down and hear our own internal voice, um, our own self almost. Um, and um, of course, the storytelling is very much used for entertainment only, um, from from my observation. Uh, but um, even so, even so, I don't think um, I think it's still uh, people are still drawn to it because it um, uh, meets that um, unspoken or maybe nowadays more unconscious need um, to get this sense of um, um, of um, you know inner healing and um, inner inner balance and um, um, and also I think um, this role has to do with meaning um, with uh, finding meaning in in life and um, um, you know, um, because um, a part of being happy is to have found meaning in, in your life. Uh, so I think that uh, storytelling contributes to uh, finding meaning as well um, because it allows you to go a bit deeper and to think about those basic things that you mentioned that um, societies, uh, that human condition still rests on and um, we tend to forget in everyday life um, uh, like um, you know all basic aspects of human existence whether it's um, relationships and family and um, you know or personal calling um, or um, finding security um, some sort of some sense of security in life um, I think that answers uh, can be found uh, through storytelling. And um, last but not least, um, creating a sense of connection as well. Um, you know, like true connection um, in the face of so much dissociation and uh, disconnect, um, um, again, because of the kind of um, lifestyle that most people live. Um, um, just because storytelling tells about such, you know, basic human experiences, um, everyone can relate to that and um, share about that. So I think it contributes to true relating as well. Thank you for that. Maybe that is all. That is what we all need, no? The relation, the connection. Uh, come I, to think of yeah. it, that, that is what happens when we listen to story. Mm. Uh, because. Mm. By listening to story, we are connecting. Because exactly, exactly. If we don't tell story anymore, if we just cut out our connection, there's going to be a lot of problem because we are going to be disoriented. Yeah, please say something there. Yeah, yeah, I was just agreeing with you uh, because um, um, you know there, um, it's not uh, it's not a theory. It's been uh, proven through research that um, human beings have uh, two basic needs. One of them is for connection. The other one is for authenticity. 
and um, this has been researched. And um, if uh, these needs are consistently, you know, suppressed, denied, violated, um, uh, this uh, kind of creates disbalance um, and even illness um, or some sort of um, uh, maybe not physical but um, emotional or psychological trauma. Um, so, um, so keeping that in mind, uh, whatever um, supports through through connection, I believe is really really needed um, in the world, and um, um, and it brings people people together. But um, I think um, we can discern two types of connection here because I think storytelling, on the one hand, brings people together. Uh, you know, through sharing of stories, but also it brings um, uh, yourself in relate more uh, more closely related to yourself as well. Um, at least um, I certainly experienced that. Uh, but also um, uh, because um, even when I'm um, storytelling. My, I, I am storytelling uh, spontaneously, like I said, uh, in everyday life. Um, this is, uh, um, um, it's not just, you know, it's not like uh, I'm not purely doing it for other people uh, to entertain them or something like that. Um, while I'm doing it, I'm also um, re-experiencing and reprocessing whatever I'm talking about. Um, so it also helps me um, get to know um, some aspects of myself or of the topic or of life in general. So that's why I think that storytelling contributes to both uh, these types of connection to yourself and to other people as well. Now, if you were to say maybe there is a message in your story that cut across your storytelling, what would be that kind of message? Um, I think it's um, it's still in progress and um, it um, develops um, in parallel to my own development as well. Um, so, um, but yeah, in terms of message, I think it has to do with um, um, achieving, with working towards some sort of balance um, in. Um, whether we are talking about um, balance within oneself, um, you know, being at peace with oneself or uh, balance within uh, the family or relationships or um, within the working environment and uh, the, the you know, our immediate surroundings and community, I think. Um, and I think this... Um, uh, this is like at, at the basis of it. Um, this has been at the basis of it so far. Um, and um, it has to do with that sense of flow that I was uh, talking about earlier, um, where, where, where when I get that feeling, I know it kind of things fit together and the story works. Um, yeah, so I have to say it's still a work in progress, uh, but um, the main message is related to balance, um, creating balance, achieving balance. Balance is powerful. All right, there is another term that you use a number of times here in the conversation, which mm. is human nature. Mm. 
I want you to tell me more about that, the connection between human nature and storytelling. Mm. Yeah, um, for me, uh, the way it happened, um, you know, when I, I already told you about my background, the way it happened was that storytelling helped me um, um, find things out uh, for myself, uh, like getting to know myself um, as a human being. Um, so I guess I always had this interest, uh, how human nature works, how it works, what makes people do this or that, uh, uh, what makes uh, me do that, this or that, you know, what, what's the driving force, uh, what's the cause of it. Um, and um, this, I think uh, this has been a major interest of mine. And um, when I studied filmmaking, I tried to explore that as well. Why people do the things they do? Um, this is the question that um, um, that was sitting for me um, for a very long time. And uh, stories, um, as I said, uh, helped me um, get to know myself um, through um, one of the ways was through recognition. You know, when I recognize um, um, like uh, even basic recognition, when I recognize some um, story characters that um, I find I resemble um, uh, whether it's through that or through some more, you know, deep processing, um, stories helped me uh, get to know myself better. And um, and um, also uh, from that uh, to get to get to know human nature better, because um, um, later on uh, through through my um, studies and work on self development. I found out that um, that um, you know stories um, in general they uh, do reflect um, they reflect more like um, the inner reality you know the psychological reality uh, of people not not so much external circumstances um, so. Um, <clears throat> So this uh, this is how I I related storytelling and uh, and human nature. For me, it was uh, a way, um, an instrument, if you will, to get to know human nature better um, and uh, help me find some answers to this uh, basic question of mine: why people do the things they do. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. All right. Um, I want you to tell people what they can benefit by connecting with you. If I, I'm saying use a few seconds to advertise yourself. I don't know. You have something there that you are offering. You have a training program. You have book, whatever that people can, you can benefit from, but people know you. Please go ahead and do that shortly. Um, yeah, I just want to... Um, share my interests and uh, passion for storytelling and for writing with people and um, um, in the aspect that I um, uh, in this aspect as an instrument of getting to know oneself and to know human nature and to uh, even heal oneself uh, so 
this is what um, I'd like to share with, uh, with people um, who are interested in that as well. All right. So what would be your, your final thought here, your final statement regarding storytelling? And maybe it can be a message of, of yours you want to leave the people with. Please go ahead and do that. Right. So um, storytelling for me has, um, has been um, um, the thread that uh, connects my life together. This is the way I experience reality. This is the way I perceive reality. And this is the way I explain reality to myself and make sense of it. And um, I believe it is a very, very powerful way and powerful instrument to get to know oneself and to find connection and meaning. And um, yeah, if I have a message, um, it is really to encourage people to, um, to, to look into storytelling more and to um, look for that, for that content that um, inspires them and that um, speaks to them. All right. Thank you so much for, for that. It is highly appreciated. I appreciate it, and also the sharing. Uh, through your explanation, at least we also know about uh, Bulgaria. Uh, we know about your history. This is a really very beautiful thing. So thank you so much. Thank you. That's, it's been great talking to you. I really enjoy your space and the work that you do. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, supporting content creation. Um, I think it's very valuable. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead everyone for Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.